Hello and happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Racing Insiders Podcast. I think this is 124. Really? I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah, God it's damn. been uh-huh. Been a while. Yeah, and we've been doing this for <laughs> a while now. Been a hot minute. <laughs> a hot minute. All right. So you're you're on your phone and um no, I'm not. Now you're not. All right. Yes, we've got our new podcast studio set up now, so that's kind of fun and exciting. And yeah, so pretty happy about that. So we're not quite as backlit. Pippi is looks yep. like he's joining us. Um, he blends in with the uh, table here. It's camo, camo, camo mm-hmm. cat. <laughs> there go, there he goes. All right. Yeah, that's right. We got like the whole podcasty looking thing going on here. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. It's kind of cool. kind of fun. Make sure everybody can hear. Yeah, microphones on, so yeah. that's always good. And you know, if you're here, go ahead and drop in a comment, say hi. Uh, if you have any questions, and uh, definitely let us know. I see we've got a couple of here, right here. Um, good. So we're going to say hi to some folks. Of course, I'm Kate Dillon from Crate Insider and from the Cars Racing Show. And do you want to introduce yourself, Steve? I'm just Steve from Hendron Racing Engines, and that's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm always starting something new. I can't help it. I mean, it's it's an obsession. I'm too lazy to do any more than that. <laughs> Well, you know, are you being a truther right now? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> no, you found the lifestyle that you like. And, yeah. and I like to just always be trying, trying new things like camera angle two. What? Okay. All right. That was yeah, fun. Camera angle one's better. It is way better. Say. Yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll work on I that. I look skinnier in camera, camera angle one. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I kind of do with all the noisy background. Right. I just, yeah, yeah, that. That works. That works. So, so tell us, I mean, drop in a comment, let us know what you think about our new set here. Actually, it's, it's, it's old, but new again. It's old, 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 but new. Yeah. yeah it's not really old, I, but oh, yeah, yeah. It's like we never old. used it. We never used it on the podcast. I bought it so that when we had our first booth at right. the cars racing show for crate insider, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open this door a little bit more. So your cat might be able to get out. Oh, I can do that. I, I can do right, that. You're closer. Yeah, I'm closer and I won't trip over a cord. Right, so. There you go. There we go. Okay. Yes. So I was planning on tripping room. over the cord, but yeah, because yeah. if you can see the background here, it's a little like oh yeah. There's it looks nicer in the front of the camera. Yeah, but all of this is a mess because <laughs> you got cameras and cords and yeah. <laughs> oh my, oh my. Yeah. All right, hey, you know what? We got some great questions here, and actually, we have some submissions. I'm fucking mad again. Damn it. Okay, um, right, go ahead. We also had. Do we need to bring the bug fan over here? Too? No, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, we had some submissions by email, so I'll get to those too. <clears throat> but it looks like I see Scott's here. He says, hi, from California. Um, glad he's surviving California. Yep. And David has a question. He mm-hmm. says, kind of off topic, but can you run hydraulic lifters on a solid cam? Um, I wouldn't suggest doing that. Uh, what I can tell you for a fact is you can go the opposite way, for sure. Because um, we actually tested long time ago, like a long, long time ago when we were testing like 604, like bleed down on lifters and everything. We took my motor in my car and we put uh, lifters that we knew had a high bleed down rate in the engine, dynoed it, <clears throat> pulled the intake, put lifters that we knew that we had tested that didn't, and then dynoed it, got a result there. And then we took actually solid lifters and put in and dynoed it and got a result there. And the difference between ones that don't bleed down versus ones that do was like zero. Mm. So, I mean, 
between the solid and the and the ones that don't bleed down. Sorry. Okay, so what was the best choice in that particular? Option? Well, I mean, you got one choice to be legal. We we just did that to test out the whole theory of the bleed down rate and everything else. Okay. Um, On a hydraulic cam, um, but yeah, I would not go the opposite direction. So no for hydraulic lifters on a solid cam, right. but possibly for solid yeah, the, lifters on a hydraulic cam. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, uh, the like the ramp speed on a on a solid cam is like tremendous. <laughs> so I would not be uh, running the hydraulics on that. Good to know. Good to know. Um, David also has another question. He says he's got a six hundred two crate, mm -hmm. a six hundred fifty holly. What is better, a one inch spacer or one inch and a quarter inch gasket? Um, are there any major gains? Uh, so what we found on the 602s uh, with the 650 uh, generally is going to be the one inch just with the center divider. Um, in a few scenarios, some stuff we've experimented around like, you know, uh, spacer plates we've had made specifically to, to test. Um, there's been, you know, a little bit of improvement here and there, but generally it's on like 600s rather than 650s. Um, there's no improvement that I've seen with anything more than, you know, like the what's legal in most places, which is like the 80,000 gaskets. Great. Great. And let's see, we got some folks here. So Jeremy's here saying howdy and Cameron's here. Um, thumbs up and... Sorry, I can't read the little emoticon like emojis that small. Uh, Scott really likes the new studio. That means a lot coming from yeah. an artist. Scott's yeah, an artist and, and does some amazing, um, amazing ones, amazing paintings. All right, Scott has a question. He says, mm -hmm. what's the best axle for a winter's quick change? <laughs> Gosh, um, there's so much, so yeah. many different opinions on this one. So I can tell you, I mean, like on like on my son's crate stuff, uh, we've got two different sets of axles. Um, both, I believe, are made by DRP. Um, or no, you have some strange, we have strange and we have DRP. Um, we've got solids and we've got like the twisty ones. Mm -hmm. So we'll actually train, uh, change those, you know, per track condition on, on what we want to use. Yeah. And that's really such an amazing concept too. Like with the strange axles, you know, how it's been mm -hmm. explained to me is that you get all this wind up so that it, it twists so that that yeah. way, when it's ready to be sprung, it's like, it's like all this unsprung weight it is. that then just like, like yeah. launches you forward. So we'll, he'll, really an interesting concept. Yeah, we'll run those normally in the slick. Okay. Or I mean there's there's different scenarios we'll where we'll run those. Um I'm not familiar hundred percent with all that, but my brother and uh my son are. Yeah. Per per uh our shot guy. Yeah. So gotcha. And Mike's here. He says, how often should valves be adjusted on a 602? Um, honestly, there's no reason to adjust them if they're adjusted right because it's a hydraulic lifter. So if they're adjusted correctly, I mean, when you change springs, then you probably need to adjust them. Mm -hmm. But even then, if you're not like confident in, you know, adjusting valves, then what I normally recommend guys do is, you know, make sure when you pull the adjuster nut off, if that center set screw doesn't move and you keep everything in line, you can put it right back to where it was. So smart plan. I see Terry's here from Princeton, West Virginia. And um, from our friends at ProFab, I yeah. see we have a question here. It says, uh, do you guys sell polished rocker <laughs> balls or rated rockers? Just asking for a friend. My job is to ask these questions with a straight face. <laughs> Mine is not. <laughs> Um, no, I'm going to no. say, I'm, 
you know what? We no, have, we do we not rip off our this customers. Morning, um, <laughs> we sold out by noon. Yeah. No yeah. more. I don't have any more polished rocker balls. No. So. <laughs> we do not rip off our customers. <laughs> no, we don't. We do not. We do not. Sounds great. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a great marketing scheme. In theory. Yeah. All right. So we have a couple more. The, the questions that came in from email. I want to hit those before we get too far uh, on the list here. So oh. this is from Rich. Oh, what you got? Speaking of ProFab. Okay. Like I posted a thing the other day. Like apparently it was the three year anniversary of us doing the anti aversion mufflers oh. that we produce and all that stuff. So it was like, oh, woohoo. Three years of dominate in the header market. So wonderful. And for anybody who's looking for 604 or 602 stainless steel headers, um, I have them in stock. So just yep. for dirtly models, just letting y'all know. Yep. And for anybody who's listening to us later, if you want to catch us live, we go live on Monday nights. 7 p.m. Eastern on both Facebook and YouTube on the Crate Insider channels. Mm -hmm. I mean, anybody who's here live already knows where that's right. happening. But, you know, or if you can't catch the show, if you're watching us live or, or not, and you're catching us on YouTube. But if you like listening to podcasts, just going down the road, you know, a lot of truck yeah. drivers like podcasts. A lot of oh, people yeah. who drive in cars, you know, have commutes listening to podcasts. Yep. We we don't do a lot of demonstrating other than, like, yeah. you know, drinking adult beverages. Which are blabbering, yeah. usually. Yeah, exactly. What adult beverage are you drinking this evening? Basic Bitch Ultra. Basic Bitch Ultra. Hey. Yeah, I'm sure that that's really helping us get the uh, Michelob Ultra sponsorship there. Hi, I'm a basic <laughs> bitch. I drink Ultra. <laughs> I don't think we're going to score that. No, I'm pretty sure we're not. <laughs> we've, well, hey, we've never tried, but, no. you know, yeah. Um, and I'm drinking red wine, so nothing too fancy. Pinot Noir. All right, here's the questions uh, we have right here from Rich. He says, I have a brand new 604 straight from GM, crossing my fingers and toes that it's right. I'm wondering what oil filter is best for break-in. Uh, so, like, the oil filter we always recommend is going to be that Wix. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what is it? Um, it's a 51061R. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the, that's the so one you recommend. I would, so, I yeah, would certainly use it. that. Yeah. Or you can get those at auto parts stores, too. Yeah. I mean, I've never had a Wix fail. Good to know. I've had other brands fail. Well, and the other important thing about that particular one is the whole anti-drain back valve Correct. situation. Because you don't want one that has that equipped be yeah. Correct. I actually have a video talking about that, but and and if you got one straight from GM, you want to plug that bypass as well. So in other words, the oil is always running through the filter mm. rather than on cold startup where it bypasses the filter. Oh, good to know. Um, also, another question from Rich. He says, I'm also wondering which type of distributor gear is preferred, bronze or steel? Uh, bronze, um, 100%, uh, or melanized. Uh, steel, I would not recommend. Great. So that was the answers there. And I'm sure that'll help some other folks out there that mm -hmm. uh, have these same questions. We get these are very common questions. Yeah. yeah. And Chuck's here saying, hey, my friends. And David's like, hey, how long do you need to go through my 604? Uh, right now, we're about three and a half weeks, maybe four weeks behind. Well, that's a lot, that's a lot sooner than it was. Yeah, a little, little further behind than I'd want to be, but it's just kind of how things are working out with, you know, availability, availability of stuff and just how shit's running through the shop at the moment. Well, I mean, you guys do a lot of dyno work as well. We do. Yeah, like today we were, uh, hell, we were dyno, dyno on a super late model today. Yeah. So. Which yeah. was actually pretty impressive, I got to say. I mean, it was uh, one of those Mullins uh, LS motors. Oh, cool. And yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, be nice to get Chad on the show. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not, well, this isn't the Crate Insider Show. This is no, the Racing Insiders podcast. Right. So we can bring on whoever we want to bring yeah. on that's racing. No, it was, it was actually a pretty impressive motor. So cool. Yeah. Cool. So call up to Chad. Chad wants to join <laughs> us. And uh, that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of fun. Uh, Chuck has a comment for you, Steve. Mm -hmm. He says, you ain't right unless you were drinking Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I do drink Bud Light. Um, the only reason that I got on ultra years ago because golly, because that's what the I'm a fat fuck drinking. right now. I'm a fat fuck right now, but like, you just want to press you, the ladies. Well, no, your years ago, I was like, you know, doing the whole Atkins thing and I was like all skinny and I'm like, oh, that's like the least amount of freaking carbs you can drink in a beer. And I love beer. So that's all I got on this shit. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Jeremy says, should we run the bronze gear on the 602 as well? No. Uh, bronze gear never on a 602. It needs to either be uh, cast iron or melanized. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about why. Why? Because cast iron eats bronze. Yeah. Like, know, yeah. You, because <laughs> the camshaft will I, eat I, I, had, I had a customer come by the shop today. And, today, I know. Yeah. 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 You so, sold him a gear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so For that exact reason. Hooked him, hooked him up there. But. Yeah, and he came by my mm -hmm. shop to, First, to yeah. get a, no, second, mm. to get the... Uh, the cap and rotor kit. Gotcha. Yeah. So we got the gear from you and the cap and rotor so yeah, kit. Yeah, never, never, ever bronze on anything cast iron. Mm -hmm. Bronze only belongs on steel. Good to know. All right, next. Uh, Dave says, time to change a valve springs. What are best on the market now? 604, E85, and I run Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, honestly, the stock ones. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I know you sell both. You sell stock ones and uh, rated ones. Well, the only reason why we do the rated ones... Because a lot of people think they need them, I know. Well, because if, if we don't, then... And, and we're not trying to scam anybody. Anybody no. who calls, I say, you know, honestly, you're just as fine just getting the ones stock because they are... They really are pretty close. We're not seeing... Yeah. We see really big differences in boxes of 602 springs. Yes. If I was to open up one box, I could have 10 pounds between one spring and the Correct. next. And there's ones that don't belong on a race car. Yeah, six four so, the beehives. The, we don't the, have any issues. Yeah, the newest generation. Of, yeah, the newest generation of spring. I I tell my customers uh, buy them, throw them on there. Yeah. I mean, just buy them from the fact. I mean, you know, just out of the and, box and we, from and we, GM. And we sell those. And the only yeah. reason why we sell the matched ones is that people just want them. Yeah, um, people they want insist that on extra certainty and. And I like to avoid unnecessary phone calls. Right. So yeah, and them. so no, what I'm saying is just that spring is that GM spring right now, which is, I believe made by pack. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but we now have a, like an actual professional spring manufacturer making springs for six of six of four. They're nice. They're, yeah. they're, they're so nice not, not Hencho in Mexico. Yeah. Those are the six of two springs. Yeah. <laughs> the two springs. I exactly. We've taken out of all the little baggies that say made in Mexico, yeah. the product in Mexico, product in <laughs> Mexico. It's really fun when you, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Clint has a question. He says, how often do you replace your Walker air filter? Do they go bad? Uh, what do you shoot? What should you look for? Honestly, I've never That's had one. I've question. never had one go bad. Uh, I mean, we like on our stuff with my kid, I think we get, I think we got like three of them and we just cycle them out week to week. Yeah. So, you know, clean it, oil it, leave it for the next week and, you know, just keep cycling them through that like that. I mean, you can have two. I'd recommend it, having two, honestly. So that you've got a week for it to dry. Yeah, correct. And then oil properly and everything else. But I, I mean, I think we got the same. 
one of one of those is one we've had for what four years now. <laughs> yeah, since he started yeah. racing. Since probably. he started racing, so yeah. I've not seen one go bad. So it's a synthetic element. So I'm sure that has something to do with the longevity of it. That's good to know. Yeah. I mean, I still sell a bunch of them. I mean, yeah. at some point, I was like, "Doesn't everybody have these already?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's clean, clean and oiled properly, I mean, those things will yeah. forever. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, I guess if you laid it out in the sun, I'm sure that that urethane could degrade. I'm sure there's I a mean, way of ruining one. I have I'm not sure found the way are, of doing it. But I mean, in pro with proper maintenance, right. it's going to stay pretty good. Correct. So as long as that urethane seal stays, keeps that softness yeah. so that it's pliable and creates yeah, a really I would think, good seal. Uh, yeah, I would think that that would go away before the uh, element one. Yeah, I would think that'd be the failure point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unless you got to rock through the. <clears throat> well, obviously, the yeah. Filter, I mean, but that's you know? going to be, you know. You know, it, it would, and they get that like rooster tailing where there's yeah like that dirt that comes through. So good question. We don't really have a good answer other than not oh, very often. Yeah, I haven't replaced one yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So here is another question. Cameron says, speaking of air filters, what's the best way to clean your air filter? Not using an air gun. Um, so like the way we're cleaning, like our walkers and stuff, uh, we're cleaning soap and water essentially. Mm -hmm. I mean, Walker sells a, you might even sell that still. Do, I don't know. The if, air filter yeah. cleaning kit. Yeah. They have mm -hmm. an air filter cleaning kit. I mean, we, we just clean ours in soap and water. Um, and, um, God, I don't even know if they, I don't know if the guys blow it out or not, to be honest with you. Not sure. One thing that's really, I think, I think they might hit it with about 10 pounds of air just to get the big water out of it and then they just let it dry for a whole week yeah 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 that, that makes the most sense and mm -hmm. the things to know um never try to do it with a pressure washer yeah work from the inside to the outside mm -hmm. oh no i mean i've gotten these calls yeah. so right. work from the inside to the outside rather than the outside to the inside right. and don't use a pressure washer that that's that's bad correct <laughs> so those are the important parts yeah but it, i mean some guys use like simple green I, I, those I mean just just like a like a faucet hose i mean i see alex cleaning his all the time like faucet hose and a it's not a pressure washing thing it's just the you know little thing you click and it increases the pressure over what oh like it's just uh, like, like a, a spray like a, nozzle the spray nozzle yeah, yeah the spray nozzle on yeah the spray hose. nozzle you know back yeah. back to front right and mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's basically it yeah like that hose and in and in hose. soap and water and you know i mean the filter is going to come out white yeah when if it's clean properly mm -hmm. and then once you oil it obviously it's blue again so yeah, maybe another use like your for mouse, your, mouse color blue. Yeah, maybe that's another use <laughs> for your uh, Dawn dishwashing soap that you're putting in the air radiator. Uh, I believe actually that's what he uses. <laughs> well, it makes sense. It's it's funny we used a bunch of different because because like, Dawn gets you know oil off of things and yeah, else. if you can get it off of like you know little Alaskan birds, yeah. of course it can get oil Absolutely. off of a off of a radiator. Correct. And it's super cheap. air filter. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, air filter. Okay. Uh, Chuck says, okay, so listen to y'all on my way home about 604 valve springs. My motor is older and never has been updated to beehives. Mm -hmm. So you can buy factory springs for 604. And are there any performance gains by going to beehives? Uh, absolutely. There's a performance gain in the sense that uh, beehives do not, the beehives don't go into valve float as soon as the old style spring. So that being said, I don't know if you consider it a performance gain since we're still going to turn them like 68 to 69, but it's going to be a longevity gain. Um, and yes, you can buy the conversion kits for that still, I believe. 
I haven't sold them in years. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, there's they still exist. I, I know they exist, and you can buy the conversion kits. So if you have not upgraded to that, that would be something I'd highly recommend because everything that comes, everything the conversion kit's going to be, um, rather than stamp steel components, meaning the keepers, the retainers, and the spring seat, those parts are now chromoly, and then the spring is just far superior to the old style. Well, and depending on exactly what and year your engine is, you may also need to replace the rocker arms as well. That's the other thing you have to look at. Um, I believe it's. Anything, I believe the it was two, like 2017. Well, no, I believe the 2007 2008 stamped rockers. If you've got that old style rocker arm, uh, those will not be compatible on the intake valve. It's either intake or exhaust, I can't remember which. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, they won't be compatible, but at that point, you might, might as well buy like a whole set of brand new rockers, right? So well, and that, and then just looking back, I probably haven't sold the conversion kit since probably about 2017. Yeah, I would guess more than likely. And back then, the price for both components, both the 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 rockers and and obviously the, shit's gone piece, up. Yeah. Right, I'm just so just like a ballpark. Back then, those are retailing for about 700. So I yeah. would guess they'd probably be closer to nine or 950 right now. Probably. But that's just really just a guess. Like I tell people, you know, when when there's something I'm abs absolutely nope idea of what the price is it's like you know i don't know if this is five hundred dollars or five thousand dollars and at right. least this gives you a bit of a ball well yeah i mean and honestly with an engine that old i ain't knocking the fact you got an engine that old i'm just saying with an engine that old really it's probably time to to think about an upgrade because the amount of money you're going to spend on those components you know a couple mm -hmm. grand more <laughs> you know <laughs> you're getting up there towards the price of a new motor nowadays i don't know Except you see the prices of the new Well, motors. I say a couple, but you know what I'm saying. It's just, yeah. It's, at some point, cost and effect is going to be a thing. And you yeah. can still take that engine you have and sell it to somebody for like street use. Right. And apply that money towards yeah, more like you know, a, a, a new engine. Return on investment type of a situation. Right. So, so, yeah, I mean, you know, different, different, different ways of looking at different it. Different ways, of, of course. It was a 602. And I mean, there's plenty of people who, I mean, we still convert older engines to that new setup. Uh, newer setup, but you know, oh, so have you looked at the price of those conversion kits at any any time at all? I, I I just don't know what they cost now. I honestly don't. Really it don't. just off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I, I just mean, wanted to give a ballpark. I, I, I mean, GM's change changing prices daily. So if I even if I even tried to guess what they cost, it would be a total waste of time. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, because yeah, I don't. I mean, I and I'd be lying. Know, so. I, knew, I used to know all my prices, but now right. between the number of products and how many times that the prices change. It's just hard to say. And Steve Peden's here. Right on. It's Hi, the Steve. Peden. What's up, yep. dude? Yep, we're going to be up in that neck of the woods in just a month and a half, I suppose. I'm not going to Indiana. Well, well Pennsylvania is a lot close. I mean, pretty close, <laughs> right? Yeah. I thought he was like right on the borderline there or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, in the in the northern regions. Right. Like a northern Midwestern or whatever. Gotcha. I think it is Pennsylvania. But anyway. That direction. Yeah. Sort of. Well, I don't know. He can come and race the, the Pittsburgher race. Yeah. That'd be yeah, fun. Should do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's less of a trick than it is from here in North true, Carolina. True. Yeah. That's all I was thinking. Mm -hmm. So, but I was thinking he was up there. Anyway, um, how has your week been? Yeah. I mean, good. I yeah. see you got a haircut. I did. Got them all cut. All Well, all of them? I don't know. Yeah. Most I mean, of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, Anything else exciting? No, not really. I mean, no, nothing I can think of. Oh, I know what's exciting. Um, you know, if anybody was to ask us last night if we were going to watch the premiere of House of the Dragon. Oh, that yeah, that, yeah, the, that, that was good. I would just say they asked the wrong question because the real question yeah. is who's who's going to make the popcorn? Exactly. And you did. <laughs> and <Yeah>. I did. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, oh, for, for sure. What, what did you think of that uh, premiere, Steve? I thought it was the premiere that absolutely fitted the premiere of that. Yeah. So, you know them dropping the whole thing right there at the end with uh what's his i still don't know the name of the character because i never read the books but with him dropping like his daughter is going to be the heir to the throne and then dropping the whole dream about his uh i think it was his grandfather that dreamed about the white walkers mm-hmm. you know shit like that yeah i think it's it's gonna be pretty damn good yeah that'll be good that'll be good Okay, we got another couple questions here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and uh, Steve actually responded, uh, Steve Peden, about going, uh, he said Biden directions there, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim, Tim says, we gave between $450, $500 for our conversion kit. Okay. Okay, now, that I, you know, I'd be curious if that includes rockers as well. But Well, it won't. I, I mean, the conversion not. kit does not. That okay. would be the conversion so kit only. Gotcha. Rock, rockers are still going to be another yeah, roughly okay. 400 bucks. Yeah. yeah, so we were in that in that ballpark yeah. there. And Steve is here. He's Steve Askew. He says, I've done everything you recommend except cold air box and fan. Looking for horsepower gain. Will I pick up with cold air and um, I buy a four-blade fan to change to two, three, four-blade? Kate, I'm ordering the Daytona One oil change kit tomorrow. Time to change it. So, um, so what do you, what do you, he says you've done everything he, he, you recommend except for the cold air box and the fan. And if he's looking for a okay. horsepower gain, what are your thoughts? All right. The cold air box would be number one. Um, I mean, you don't necessarily have to buy the one. I'm not trying to like short you out of selling a cold air box, but you don't necessarily have to buy one from her. You can actually make one. So basically what you're doing is you're trying to isolate any underhood temperature from the air inlet of the engine so because what you run into is for every 100 degrees of air inlet temperature you're losing roughly 10 percent of power mm. so if it's a 100 degree day you're losing you know 10 percent over you know uh well ah, we shouldn't say that every 100 degrees is like horrible so in other words if you're if your <clears throat> air cleaner is underneath the hood or if the thing's breathing hot air and you've got 200 degree radiator uh, heat being blown directly into the air inlet of the engine because of your fan, then you're 10% down from the guy who has all that isolated. So, you know, 10% of 400 is 40 horsepower. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I can prove that time and time again on a chassis dyno. We do it all the time mm-hmm. and it's a real deal. So that would be the number one thing to do. Number two would be the fan blade. Um, so yeah, if you can switch from two, three, four, if you can get away with running two, obviously that's better. Three's second best, four's, you know, <laughs> third best. Any more than that, you're killing yourself. Yeah, and you can fabricate um absolutely fabricated cold air box. Yeah. 
the reason I sell cold air boxes and fan shrouds is because people do not like to. Well, make them. some people are not fabricators, so well, I mean, they, yeah, I'm just if saying. They, are, they yeah. don't like them. I mean, right. your brother is a master fabricator. Right. He absolutely hates making fan shrouds. Right. And, and it, that's just for your car. It's not like he sells them commercially or anything. No, but he still makes them. Yeah, he he makes it, but he he hates it. I know. At least that's what he said anyway. Right. So yeah, it works far. Oh, Bill Pink is here from um, Bill Pink Carburetors. Yeah, hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. And popcorn sounds good. <laughs> it was yeah. actually really tasty. Yeah, hey, I don't. We had like popcorn salt and all sorts of cool shit. Yeah, yeah. I, and we and we and we had about three or four people with us watching and. Yeah, yeah. We, we made this whole like Sunday night little party thing, yeah. and I bring over like two giant bowls of popcorn. And they're like, "Oh, that's way too much popcorn!" Like, no, no it, it was not. all gone. No, we uh, all know we all know what we're doing for the next nine weeks. Yes. <laughs> On Sunday, at least. <laughs> it's not the podcast that we were watching. Um, uh, House of the Dragon. Yes. Nice. Oh, James likes our background. So cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We got this whole little victory. Well, it's like your background. Not mine, but. It is. I designed it. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I found a picture on the internet. Yeah, well. Made it, there's had it, that. Had it made into a thing. But yeah. But yeah. Figured it would tell the story that this is erasing something. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, nothing's better than up. checkered flags. Yeah, it, it's so universal. It's so universal <laughs> racing. Can't go wrong with that. Exactly. And um, being that it's waving, it's not creating like weird little optical illusions. No. I try to have I have this checkered flag fabric and it's really small. And so I use that to wrap something on um, like my foam boards at, right. at work. And I would look over and it, it would almost like make me dizzy because oh, wow. it's just too small. Yeah. So now I've got stuff pinned all over the top of it. But gotcha. yeah, yeah, it's a little bit tough. All right. Uh, Derek says, with the now defunct fuel series, mm -hmm. is there still a rebuilding seal available for a CT? <clears throat> okay, so what I'm going to be working on is going to be uh, with uh, the uh, Blue Ridge Outlaws, and I'm actually going to be helping uh, Smoot, uh, Jason Smoot, with uh, coming up with the, his sealing program. Great. So um, hasn't happened yet, but uh, yeah, that that will be a sealed. I mean, obviously. That's a legit series. So, you know, hopefully people will accept that seal when it comes to rebuilding them. Well, you've stayed really true to form as far as the, the components that are going into it. Oh, absolutely. And not going, yeah. you know, no, too no. Far I mean, off, I mean, so. I mean, the idea, I mean, the fuel series sealed engines, um, if they were not just a factory rebuild, I mean, we were allowed to change connecting rods, pistons, and oil pump in those engines which were the three main failure points of those motors. Right. So none of that was designed to increase power. It was designed to increase longevity of the engine. Yeah, And, and actually I have a video with Don Blackshear yeah. talking about that very fact. And at some Correct. point, I mean, which will be the same goal mm -hmm. as far as rebuild stuff. I'm sure with the Blue Ridge Allos. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, I'll, Oh, I just want to just go ahead and, put something in here now for anybody who's listening. Uh, make sure you mark your calendars. January 6th and 7th will be the Cars Racing Show in Hickory, North Carolina. Getting really excited, getting getting um, our exhibitors signed up with their booths. A lot of people are going to be in the same spots that they were. We might have some little bit of move around, but you know we're going to be excited. We're, we're coming up with some new ideas and yep. really excited about that. And, so put and, that on your calendar. And, and back to the Blue Ridge thing, um, from my conversations, I, I think that they may go the direction of like 525s only in that series next year. 
And if they actually do that, that will be the only 525 series that I know of for late models anywhere in the country at the moment. Are you prematurely promoting? No, I'm not really promoting. I mean, I think it's common knowledge. Uh, I mean, several people have been told about it. So it's not early promoting. It's I, just, I thought it was just know. kind of an idea on the table and it no. hadn't been finalized yet. No. Well, I mean, I, like I don't know if it has, I don't know. That's what I just said. No, you just said that next year they're going to that. I did not say they're going to that. I said they may be going to that. Okay, so, so we make it, 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 is, it is something that has been talked about, and if that happens, then, and I know I already know they're going to have a ceiling program for the 525. If they go that route, then I think it's going to be a good thing because they would be the only 525 series as far as dirt late models go that I know of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing because that's going to save people an ass load of money. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. Uh, James has a question. He says, Steve, what's required to swap from a Saginaw three speed to a Bryn style transmission? It's for a 602 crate. Um, basically, just throw away, throw away your clutch and uh, transmission, pop the brain in. And the only thing that may be required more than that is going to be a, uh, uh, you know, like a hub drive hub for the transmission and then maybe a different link drive shaft. Okay. So, and then that's basically it. And, you know, I mean, if you already got, well, maybe a new, sh- new shifter or something like that, but yeah, vir- virtually nothing. Pretty straightforward. Absolutely. Yeah, it's totally, then. totally straightforward. Yeah. Great. So, and it depends on the series. I mean, if you've got like a street stock type car or something like that, and you have to run like a front mounted starter or engine mounted starter, your flex pedal still work. You just have to have a different drive hub and it's direct drive at that point. Because okay. obviously all the clutch is internal in the transmission. Great. Um, Joe has a question. He says, hi, have you tested the Holly aluminum 4412 carburetor? Is it better than the zinc version? Honestly, I have not. Uh, no, because like very few things we deal with nowadays are, are, you know, require that carburetor. So it's nothing that I have personally tested. If Bill Pink's on here, that may be a great question for him because I think he deals with a lot of, a lot of that. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, Bill, feel free to weigh in. Yeah, We'd I mean, if you can, that. that'd be awesome. Because from what I understand is that the, you had all these sanctioning bodies out there requiring the zinc forty four twelve. Problem was they were completely unavailable. Yeah, now, and this is pre this is pre supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. This is before then, so it was in the before times, and it was like. I mean, I think there were just a lot of foundries were either getting snapped up or closed down, something like that. Because right. it was back in those days that I was having a hard time with uh, getting ProCam fuel pumps because their yeah. foundry where they were, the foundry had been sold to somebody else and they, and that foundry stopped making the castings for well, I, those ProCam I, I believe that's why they went away from the zinc, right? And now, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, that is, knowing what I know about ProCam pumps, would be my guess when it comes, this is a completely a guess without knowing a hundred percent, but that's my guess is that casting became either mm-hmm. uh, just unavailable. Right. So they just, they just didn't even change the part number. They just went to aluminum, right. but then you've got these <clears throat> racers saying, Whoa, 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 Whoa. My rules say I can only run zinc. No, I gotcha. And then, you know, of course the racing series, they yep. just copy and paste the rules from year to year. So mm-hmm. they really didn't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I, I don't know, and again, hopefully, if like Bill's on here, he can weigh in on this. And yeah, he was on here a little bit ago. Yeah, so that would be some great information to know for sure. Sorry, I can't answer the question. 
Yeah, um, because you really don't deal with a lot of two-barrel stuff. No, not anymore. I mean, year, years and years ago we, we did, but it was like two-barrel open stuff and all that that we, that we dealt with. Mm -hmm. Now, have you gotten any questions over the phone in the last week that would be good to share? Nothing we're sharing, honestly. Uh, no. I mean, I could probably start like writing shit down. Yeah, that might be a good idea. That might be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have never. No. That would be. That would be good. Nothing I can remember. So. I think we should do the would you rather um, if, from our pod decks here. So we're going to grab a, like two cards. Okay. And I'll grab a couple here. So this is something that we do for fun here on the show. In case you're new, we have these are from pod decks, pod decks.com. And um, they're just fun little questions. And if they're stupid, you just pick a different one. So, all right. Oh, I think we've already seen this one. Yeah. I don't know. We might have to run out of things. Okay. All right. I have the most random question for you right now. Okay. Would you rather? Would you rather have no eyebrows or an extra finger? No eyebrows. <laughs> no eyebrows. Yeah. You, you don't want an extra finger? I've never met a six fifth sister. Oh my god! Six, six finger woman. No. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Okay. Would you rather give up sex for a year or your cell phone for a oh, year? Oh, we had that like two weeks ago. Oh, did we? Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I got to pick another one now. Yeah. I well, like, just, I don't know. I've just got a stack of them. I'm just finding one that's fun. All right. Would you rather your fingers always feel sticky or your throat always feels itchy? Oh, I hate things on my hands. So uh, itchy throat. Oh, wow. That's right, um, Bill is here and he weighed in. Yeah. He said, right, uh, right. this is, uh, so I'm so glad to see this. Yeah. Bill says, you are absolutely correct. We have gone to the aluminum because of the byproduct of the zinc was hazardous. Most of the zinc foundries were shut down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So great. And, and I don't know about better or worse horsepower wise or anything else, but I don't know. For, yeah. But interesting about the whole byproduct of zinc yeah. was, was to toxic. So oh, for sure. that'll be the, That'll be the way that we we go. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I know the answer. Appreciate that input. <laughs> Absolutely, thank <laughs> you, thank you so much. We Ew. should we should start like calling the show like Stump Steve because that stumped me because I had no clue. Stump to Steve. <laughs> Stump to Steve. Oh my gosh! I mean, that could be like a drinking game. <laughs> except this show is already a drinking game for you. No, that's true. So it's just yeah. No, I'm kidding. I mean, it's not like we're doing shots or anything crazy. We have done that before though. Um. What shots? shots. Um, well, yeah. yeah, we have, we have, but but it's not like always, hmm. not always like regular or or anything. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other questions or comments that have come up, because um, we you know we always have something going on. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Those questions are lame. <laughs> yeah. All right. And yeah, some of these are like fucking stupid. Yeah, I know. Oh, here's one, Steve. I already know this one. Yeah, we're no, we're gonna stop. <laughs> I gotta, you gotta read that though. Uh, no, yeah, right. Yeah, I know the answer. <laughs> if you had to pick a new name for yourself, what would you pick? Um, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure you wouldn't be like Abraham Lincoln? No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Clint Eastwood. Right? Yeah, I know. Okay, there we no, go. I'm not Liz Cheney. But yeah, oh. I, 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 <laughs> I don't mean, mean what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what are I gonna do when these? Well, for you? I mean, I don't know. There's, there's just pick one. Whatever. What are you doing, Pipsqueak? And Pippi is joining the show here mm -hmm. today. Oh, and um, actually, Bill says 
on the 4412 carburetor. He says, okay, now we are testing the 4412 aluminum casting. We just ran three different versions of it today. Mm. And this week we will compare the XP 4412, the Zinc 4412, and the new aluminum 4412. I will forward you the results if you would like. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, Bill, yeah. thank you. I know, And how timely that you're doing all of this testing today. Because again, I don't do a lot of six or uh, uh, two barrel stuff, but I mean, I do get questions. We have a lot of, I, I don't think you knew or believed yeah. how many question, how many of our audience and customers, 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 customers. Um, were, you know, it had to run two barrel carburetors. Right, yeah. I, I think that's been a, bit of a surprise to yeah. you on the show it has been yeah you so know. something i've learned right but yeah i mean that'd be great information though yeah and yeah I'd, I'd appreciate it yeah love to love to be able to share that and you know really thank you for all of your hard work now we can and like send we can send people your way for six of absolutely we you know with the data we can put together um we can do like a little interview and yeah. and put together a little article we can put on the website that'd be great um like on crate insider yep. and let it be a and then bill does your trade show too so yes absolutely yep. bill yep. Bill displayed this last year, mm -hmm. and it's cool because his stuff is pink because his last name is pink. It is. It's like, it's really yeah. fun. It's, a, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's neat. He was doing pink things before there was like the cool thing to do for early <laughs> October. You know, <laughs> so that's that's pretty neat. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Cool. I don't know. That's kind of all I have. It's just like we're getting into the quieter time of the summer. Well, yeah, it's a little bit on the, the weather. It's is. a little on the downturn, and you know, a lot of people getting rained out and stuff. So, rained out or getting ready for the big, the big special end of the year stuff. Yeah, yeah. the big end of the year um, specials. <clears throat> it's just, it's just right around the corner. I know somebody was. We had a racer call me the other day saying it was like, oh, we're, you know, this weekend is our last race for the for the points championship for our track for our track championship. I'm like, what? But then again, yeah. school started. You know, school started here, I guess. Yeah, it started yeah probably places. in other places, yeah. Yeah, but it, we, we started this past week. Mm -hmm. Actually, this is going into week two oh, yeah. of school here in, in our part of uh, North Carolina. Yep. All right, we got another question here. Mike says, uh, what's the correct pro-cam pressure pump? I have a Willys return system. Okay, so you have a bypass regulator, so I would be running the 15-pound pump. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So... And I bought a bunch, so I have several. <laughs> Lucky you. They were hard. They were hard to come by for a while. Yeah, so I ordered a lot of extra ones, yeah. and I so I still have them. Yeah, that's good. Well, because when you order enough of them, you just don't go through them as quickly. <laughs> yeah, like right. To, yeah, it was like to make a joke that my yeah. backups have backups, but I try. Right. I try. I can't always time it right, right but I do my best. Yep. But um, yeah, I mean, definitely the fifteen pound pump on that scenario. Good deal. Well, I think we can wrap things up. Do you have any final announcements to make at all? I don't really, honestly. I mean, uh, no. I mean, nothing super special going on. Just going to work every day. There you go. Um, yeah, if you need to order parts, go to CrateInsider.com. And be sure also, oh, there we go. Hang on. Got to do right. one more question. Yeah. Dave says, hey, Steve, does the new Crate Engine 602 run at 6,500 now? No. No. We. I mean... Can it run at 6,500? Yeah. Uh, do you want it to run at 6,500? Probably not. So, yeah, we'd recommend a max RPM of 64 on those. Uh, number one, because anything above that, and you're risking, like, hanging shit out the side of it. And number two, um, they fall on their face after 50, 55. So, I mean, most of my customers running 602s and, let's say, dirt late models, 
or sweet stocks. Um, gosh, they're turning like 62. And winning races. And winning an absolute races doing that, doing it that way. Yep. So, I mean, there's no reason to really turn the guts out of that thing. Especially with the shitty valve springs and the shitty valve train and everything that they've still got going on in the 602. Well, it just is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it's it's self-limiting. I mean. Yeah. It's the whole point of it. (laughs) It's the whole point of crate racing. It's self-limiting. So, you you change one thing in the system and it's going to have a snowball effect. So Great. Um, my other announcement would be go to carsracingshow.com. You can kind of see the progress we're making, but save the date, January 6th and 7th. And by next week, I will uh, we'll also have a link for you guys to sign up for our email list to keep in notified of the updates. Uh, if you're watching the show, you know, do us a favor, share the show. You know, we're just a small little uh, podcast here and we'd love to gain listeners and help more people. So <coughs> really appreciate it if you would share this, you know, wherever you like to share social media things. Uh, racing insiders podcast yeah. you can find us uh, just racing insiders podcast.com we'll take you to the a link to listen to all of our episodes and of course you can find us on any of the podcast players or on facebook or youtube on crate insider so cool that's all i got anything else for you steve Any you, can, you can find me at my shop that's basically it yeah, well, i'm <laughs> everywhere all right thanks you guys for joining us and we'll see you guys next week later